rock and street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello, listeners. This is Wastelands, and I am Adam Obscene. And with me in the flesh, in Studio Marco, is the mighty, mighty, mighty... Marco Mark. What an auspicious introduction, Adam. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining me tonight at in Studio Marco. This is our first run doing it here tonight. And it's about, I think, if I check the calendar, uh, five weeks since our last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Oh, my God. A lot has happened in that time, hasn't it? Um, yeah, listeners, we... You would have seen if you've been following the socials. Thought we thought we'd escaped three years of uh, this pandemic and not been affected by the Rona, and unfortunately, Rona came a knocking, and mm-hmm. uh, we've been dealing with that on both fronts in both households. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, happy to say, we are all good and clean and <laughs> to go. Um, but uh, yeah, what a rocky ride, bro. Oh, rocky ride indeed. And that was right on the back of me moving interstate as well. And oh my goodness. Uh, so we had a bit of a, we actually kind of needed this break, I think, ads, because I don't know about you, but uh, I'm feeling refreshed and ready to go for another year of podcasting. Absolutely. And I think we had a little bit of a break before the forced break. So mm-hmm. we had like two or three weeks and then we did a show and then we've had five weeks and that's a good amount of time like considering that we just 2022 mm-hmm. went week on yeah week out for i think about 42 weeks yeah we 42 weeks straight yeah. so uh, cool. not a bad run so uh that's our little bit of banter in there <laughs> listeners uh look we're going to switch it up a little bit this year and i'm going to tell you how you can get involved and stay in contact with us because we're really looking at this is the year of loss and participation if you want to actually suggest to us some things if you want to get involved um marco what do you reckon the best way for the losseners to uh get in contact with us will be you can dm us on the socials but you can also reach us uh on our e- via email too. Ads, what's our email address again? It's wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com and our handles on the socials is at wastelandsradioshow and we also have our website wastelands.com.au where you can actually comment on posts in that as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty easy to get onto us. Um Send us your hints, tips, recipes. You know what you want us to talk about, and uh, you know, look if you're on the so if you're on the uh, on the uh, podcast platforms, you know, chuck us a sneaky uh, little review or rating oh. because that helps us get our voice out to people who have yet discovered us after yeah. three and a bit look, years. Any bit of support helps, guys. Absolutely, you're right, Adam. Like we. Uh, we love doing this and we love um, entertaining um, ourselves. Our, our, ourselves. <laughs> oh, we literally have tens of followers. Uh, this goes it, out to our tens of followers. <laughs> <laughs> but we really do love um, participa- audience participation and we love hanging out with you guys. And um, But we would really love, if you like our stuff, give us a, give us a rating. Give us a, a generous rating on the platforms. Give us a review. It helps. It just helps us get um, a little bit more sort of recognised through the the omnipresent uh, algorithm. 
the omnipresent. That, that's the new the new Jeebus is the omnipresent yeah, algorithm. The omnipotent algorithm. Oh, the in, as opposed to the uh, impotent. Yeah. <laughs> <algorithm>. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to talk about tonight, Marco? Now that we've got that weird little gratuitous self promotion out of the way. Look, um, uh, our avid listeners will know that we did a review of Long Knife, uh, Curb Stomp Earth. Was probably our last one. Was that our last show? Yeah, I think it was, was our last weeks show. Ago. Yeah, yep. Wow, okay. yep. So that was uh, Portland, Oregon, punk rock finery. Now we're going to talk about um, another piece of Portland, Oregon uh, finery. Uh, this one goes back quite a while, though. This, I think, is a 1992 or 1993 release. That'd be 93. 93. Thank you, Adam. The band is Apartment 3G. And the album we're going to talk about tonight is called Punk Machine. And, uh, Marco, what a stonking album this is. Like, we're going to give you a little bit of insight. Like with most things, we're not experts on anything. We dabble in a lot of things. So we're not actually um, going to claim that we know heaps about this band or heaps of anything. And to be honest... It's, it'd be really difficult to know heaps about this band because there is literally fuck all on yeah, the interweb yeah. about them. Y- yeah. Uh, what we know is through hearsay and myth and legend mm-hmm. and through other, you know, people that we've <laughs> spoken to. But <clears throat> Apartment 3G uh, are a great, interesting PDX band because uh, probably most notary, not- notary, Notably, notably, uh, uh, they are known as having two of the original uh, members of the Poison Idea lineup in the in, mm-hmm. in the band. That'd be uh, Chris Tense and Dean uh, Johnson. Dean Johnson. Yep. Uh, so the sort of rhythm section, I guess, of PI's original lineup. Yeah. And to interject, Adam, on guitar is Ian Miller, and Ian Miller did a brief stint with Poison Idea too in. I think uh, the the late 90s, 1998, around then, he was the guitarist for the Learning to Scream uh, seven-inch EP that Poison Idea put out. Yeah, 1998. Uh, Steve, Ian Miller, sorry, not Steve Miller. Ian Miller plays guitars on this too. Steve Miller was in Poison Idea. Yeah, what? Um, Well, you know, they are space cowboys. So you've got three members of Poison Idea. And Peter Nelson on vocals. Now, they used to be called Mule, but because there was uh, another band called Mule, uh, they had to change their name. And Apartment 3G, they chose. Now, I know, Adam, like in your researching of Apartment 3G, when you typed it into uh, Google, did you find that it was also a uh, comic strip as well? Yeah, I think that that's the first thing that actually comes up. So Apartment 3G was like a... Uh, uh, a 1940, no, 1960s or 1970s uh, sort a, of situational yeah. comic strip that sort of reeked a little bit of Archie's and Blondie. Um, mm. So, but I think, yeah, like that's, uh, I don't know if that's what they were going for. I haven't been able to find any well, uh, connection that, to that except yeah. for the fact that. Yeah, it's Look at the, the, cover, the, the cover of Punk Machine is someone looking through like a, a door keyhole. Hole. Yeah. And it looks all like dirty and, um, and yeah, almost like post-apocalyptic rust. But the uh, the uh, the apartment three G logo on the front of this album is uh, like the the letterbox letters and numbers that you buy. Um, you'll see it on the socials, guys. Anyway, but yeah, I think that's kind of uh, 
comic strippy? I definitely think so. And I think that, um, <clears throat> like, we've got this album that came out in 1993. Mm. To pu- probably put this into context, I guess Mule um, were kicking around before this album. Mule didn't... Mule act- were kicking around? Yeah, I know. Do you hey. like that? Hey, yeah, thanks for coming. Try the chicken. Uh, there was, Try the mule. There was... Uh, try the mule. Try, try the donkey. The In 93 was when... Uh, apartment PG, P- 3G, PG, Apartment <sighs> PG. They're not PG. No, not at all. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, put out this album, but Mule only did a couple of seven inches yeah. and, uh, mini albums, which, and by and large, it does sound the same. It's maybe a little bit more melodic and a little slower. By the time they get to this album, they've really picked up a notch and it's, it is a yeah. rollicking fast yeah hardcore record for sure <clears throat> yeah well this is i guess this is their first lp uh and also they're on a german label this release uh bitcore which was i don't know how it's still tracking ads but bitcore back in the day was really pumping out some good stuff it was sort of almost like germany's i don't know epitaph maybe yeah. or Something along those lines, which is which is interesting. There's so many so many questions that I have about this band that I'd love answered, and maybe mm-hmm. one day we'll have these answers. But what we have is this band that is effectively from different versions of Poison Idea. Poison Idea with Penis, the um, the lead singer, mm-hmm. who does and um, has that same gravelly quality to his voice. It sounds like Jerry. So, like without being a clone of Poison Idea, it is definitely a PDX sound that mm. is from the origins mm. of, like, Poison Idea. Mm-hmm. To, you know, like I said, put in historical context, what was Poison Idea doing at this time? Uh, feel the Darkness. Feel the Darkness. So if, if there was some co- – and also they probably would have been touring – Poison Idea would have been touring with Nirvana around this time yeah. and all eyes were on the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Grunge was about to, like – blow up yeah yeah so i i think you know for apartment 3g like uh to get picked up by bits core you know like that th- th- this was their um line in the sand and it's really well rehearsed it's a great album to listen to like front to back um and and it's their it's their hat in the ring i guess um and, and it, it's a solid album like we got it we got it from a friend. We we we're lucky, listeners. We had a we have a friend who, uh, in the early nineties, did a trip over to the states and did Europe. And he and his mate just went through and bought bags and bags and bags of CDs and LPs and brought them back to Australia. And uh, at this time, when we were young and early nineties, it was just a treasure trove to go through Dave's collection and discover all this music that we just had no no idea of and apartment 3g was one of those albums and no one had any idea of that sort of music at no. that time this was fresh off the boat like it was stuff like yeah. it came into our hands at the time when it was like mm-hmm. being released right yeah, like yeah. this out al- like yeah. you know the apartment 3g album punk machine that dave brought back would have literally been six months old yeah yeah absolutely um so it was amazing. So we've been listening to this album since its release, and then it became the holy grail of our um, lit record collecting, oh listening to find copies. And so, what was really interesting about this listener is that probably about well, maybe five or six years later, mm-hmm. we came across a copy in Egg Records, and um, when they had a store in the city, yeah, in, in Brisbane. Brisbane City here, and. 
I think I found I was swimming and I found it, held it up mm-hmm. to Mark and went, Mark, check this out. And then I, being the gracious friend that I am, said, you can buy it. And, oh. And Mark bought it. You were um, so good to me that day, Ad. And then maybe three or four years after that, yeah, we so. were in um, Melbourne uh, digging through, I think it was a record stop shop in Spencer Street. Spencer Street. Oh, yeah. Um, you would... I was down. We were down there on holidays. You were down there as you weren't living down there at stage. You were down there on a holiday no, as well. We just having a weekend away, and we caught up. And I think we 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 were um, digging through that record store there mm. and found that copy. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, you you bought a you bought this album, Punk Machine, and I bought a picture disc of Ace of Spades. That's right, yes. which I've still got, and and that's uh, yeah, that was a score that day. Yeah, so that was so that, so we have. No, we've got this interesting history. We've listened to this record mm-hmm. since pretty much day one. We we own copies of it. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, there's it's. Do we want to just talk a little bit about the tracks? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, let's know, do it. Ed. We've did, we've done that in the past, and I'm, I kind of dig that. It is kind of fun, and it, and it, and there's some interesting <laughs> points to talk about it. So on side one. Track one, we kick off with the titular. Titular. What's your language, What's your language, mate? The uh, I guess it's the single, isn't it? The punk the machine. Punk machine. It's and a solid. It's a solid song. It's a tough one to kick off an album with because it is so good. Mm. Yeah, like, it is. like I'm not saying like every song in this record is is rocking, but this song is iconic. Mm-hmm. And to kick a record off with that song, yeah, yeah, like. I'm not saying it can only go downhill from there, but like <laughs> it's it's a pretty good like yeah yeah it's yeah you listen to it. It's one of those songs where you just go, whoa! Mate, we have partied to this album so much, so much, and, and you know it's like the first album you put on when you're just having a beer on a hot you know hot uh, Australian summer's evening with your mates out on the patio. We sit. Oh yeah. We, well, you gave us a give us a home amongst the gum trees. Oh yeah, and the humidity we breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with lots of punk tees. Um, we all the losses overseas. What are these guys on? <laughs> yeah, no, we were like, just quoting Australian songs. Yeah, Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, we. I should. I just want to say too that like if we are amping this, if we talk about this and you're amped up to listen to it, uh, it's. Not available on any of the streaming services, so just have a look on YouTube, guys, for um, Apartment 3G, yeah, Punk so Machine. A- and so apt.3g, Punk Machine, full album will sort you out as a search. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's you, you can get the Punk Machine. The first thing will pop up will be the Punk Machine single by itself. Scroll down a little bit further and it'll have the full album. Can you tell Adam did that? Has done that recently? Yeah, I did that on the way here. Yeah, <laughs> like this is the good thing about it. It took me twenty five minutes to drive from my house to uh, over here to Mark's, and I, in in that twenty five minutes, I pretty much was able to listen to the album again. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. So Punk Machine it kicks off with number one. Number two is do the, do the, wrong, the wrong thing. thing. Yeah, um, which is a really short song too. Um, yeah, there's a lot of tongue in cheek on this yeah. uh, album. Like, there's yeah, there's it, there's some questionable slash tongue in cheek. Do the wrong thing is really fucking funny though. Um, song three ads. This it, is yeah. This this is the you know when there's always uh, a song that doesn't date well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and was but we've we've done a lot of talking about this this song. 
Um, and we're not going to, and we have reconciled within ourselves how this song sits in this album. Mm-hmm. It's called Uncle Fuck and it's questionable and we're not going to go into what the subject matter is about. You can listen and figure it out for yourself. But we've landed on the fact that it is a stab at middle America and it's mm-hmm. also about like the commodification of um, the imagery of children. And look, the other part of it is it's a take on Uncle Buck and they're called it Uncle Fuck, which is funny. Yeah, which is funny too. It also was the only album, only song to come across from Mule era of the band. That's right. Uh, it was on their second, Mule's second 7-inch, mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Fuck came across. Uh, so and so, and I got to say, it is the red herring. Yeah, it is. It doesn't. It doesn't actually fit. <laughs> it doesn't no, fit it doesn't stylistically, fit and even um, subject matter wise, it doesn't really fit. No. Um, T- to me, to me, it's like when you YouTube a, you know, like a blue comedian from the seventies or eighties, like someone who was just hilarious, but their jokes were. Really, really rough and Ris- really risque. Yeah, risque. <laughs> you know, like you know, like think of it's like the Richard Pryor of punk songs. Mm. It's it's hilarious. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to be a sort of little multi layered dig at um at at sort of backwards society. Uh, cousins marrying cousins. Yeah, yeah, but it's um, but it's also uh, a- has aged. Not so well. But the rest of the album adds without hanging on Uncle Fuck. The rest of the album is just fucking solid. Well, then you go into Control Freak Mm -hmm. and then Crime, um, you know, Mule Gram, which is actually just another sort of instant knockback to um, the previous band and Seven Mm -hmm. Day. So that's, you know, all those songs, they're quick. Mm -hmm. Like you blink and you miss them. Like mm-hmm. they like the side. The first side is over and done. I, I reckon you're lucky to have changed from 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that, if that, yep. And and it's but that's I think what sort of makes this album so you know genius in in its simplicity is that it's actually yeah. it's it's short sharp punch to the nuts. Like it's actually <laughs> like it goes there hardcore. So yeah, it does. It, it, and and this album is pretty uh, gritty and pretty pretty straight down the line, and they get. In, in some of their later uh, releases, they get a bit poppier. And on the first song on side two, It Ain't Right, th- there's an element of melody starting to, to creep in. A bit of harmony kicks <coughs> in the chorus <coughs> in it. Like, <coughs> uh, <coughs> be it some like harmony that sounds like they've gargled razor blades. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, um, the, the vocals clean up a lot and uh, you get to, it gets almost a little bit skate punk as the as their releases throughout the 90s progress. It gets a little bit bad religion-y. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, not that, <clears throat> not that that's a bad thing, but it's, the, no, it's, it's, it is a, it's a movement away from where this, where Mule and where this album's at. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, um, this is definitely a PDX album. Uh, I've got Double Washer, which I think was done a, a few years later, like maybe 1996, 1997, and it is definitely a pop punk it's actually, album. It's, it says in 95. Oh, 95. Brought okay. out on um, Kangaroo Records. Kangaroo Records, yeah, okay. Um, Shout out to Tyson. So, yeah, so the probably the biggest uh, song, Sabrosu, came off that one. That's the one you probably... Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, tense is on that one. Dean's on that one. So yeah, you know, I think, uh, and I think the it looks like the uh, the yeah, it's the same lineup. It's a couple of years later, mm. but um, definitely becomes 
more skatey. Yeah. And I think also that's a, it's a testament of the time. Like, you mm-hmm. know, grunge had kicked in, second wave of punk rock was happening. There was um, a bunch of bits and pieces. We've just had a, uh, a, a friend enter the studio. Hello. We've got a puppy just coming in, checking out. What are you guys talking yeah. about? Um, so, yeah, look, there's – so you've and I think in between um, that, between Punk Machine and Double Worcester, there's another one in there, New Hope for the – for the dead. Oh, and that one is one that you can find a little bit uh, more uh, easily. Lostners, New Hope for the Dead. Yeah, that's yeah, that's on YouTube too. I haven't heard much of that. <clears throat> Punk Machine's where it's at for me, man. Yeah, and I, you don't have to really go much past it. No. Yeah. You know, no. So the second side, <clears throat> much like the first side, is just like look. This is this gives you a bit of an idea, Lostners, of the uh, the where we got we got you know it ain't right, Pete. White as a sheet, incinerator, two face, flag- flagrant foul. Flagrant foul. I just <laughs> had this image of this like weird chicken yeah. and um, <laughs> Bussara's boogie. So yeah. look, it's it's I don't know, mate. Like I, it's hard to explain an album objectively that has been so yeah. like embedded in our music mm-hmm. listening. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's one of those ones that as soon as it comes on, it just teleports me back to oh. Parker Street in um, Ruchidor yeah, yeah. behind Red Rooster. Yeah. You know, which, which Adam Adam's uh, describing uh, a share house my brother and I used to live in. Um, the same share house that we discovered a lot of uh, punk rock in and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, this album. Mm-hmm. Through, through those times, we had recorded onto cassette tape because we didn't own yeah. copies of it and yeah. we used to bang it out in our Kingswoods as we were belting um. up and down <laughs> the Nicolin Way. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of Sunny Coast references yeah, there. Yeah, lots, lots of in... in in jo- not in jokes, lots of in joke style stuff there, guys. So sorry about that. But you know us; that's all we do. And if you've made it this far with us, that's what that's what we're all about. Yeah, you, you're listening to us because you like the way we talk about shit you don't know about, and that's look, right. That's that's where we're at. Look, Marco, Apartment Three G is one of those bands which is in the Poison Idea wheelhouse mm-hmm. for us. It's mm-hmm. and reason we wanted to shed some light on it is because we talked about it a little bit with Long Knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's one of those ones that if you can dig out a copy loss and do yourself a favour, yep. um, it's, it's, it's an excellent, excellent listen. Yeah, get, get on Discogs, get on eBay, wherever you want. Um, give, it a, give it an audition on YouTube. But yeah, it's a solid album, and um, I just realised that it's 2023, which means it, this is its um, 30th anniversary. It makes us very old. Yeah, but we've been listening to it since, like, say, maybe 1995. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's hard to be objective about an album that we've loved for so long. Um, it doesn't sound like a 30-year-old album, Mark. No, it sounds actually really well recorded. Um, we haven't talked about any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, who produced it or who recorded it. Because <laughs> um, we don't know. No. We don't know. It actually... Lostners, give it a go. Try try Googling and researching Apartment 3G. They have very little um, online about themselves, it, um, except for you know a, a good enough whack of information on uh, Discogs, which is where we are pretty much to get most of our music. Well, stuff. look, and the Discogs like let's, th- that's a nice way to finish this. Is that this is Discogs has summed up the the what what Apartment 3G 
mm-hmm. actually are, mm-hmm. is that Portland, Oregon punk band featuring Chris Tense, Dean Johnson, Ex-Poison Idea, formerly called Mule, they had to change their name because they got in trouble with Detroit band of the same name. The end. The end. <laughs> That's it. That is literally lost on us the extent of the information about Apartment mm-hmm. 3G on the interweb. So that means we could basically finish the, this episode now. Well, it means that we've probably done more for Apartment 3G on web content mm-hmm. than they've actually done since recording <laughs> albums. So, listeners, thanks for tuning in with us and bearing for the long stint that we've had. We will go week. We're going to go fortnightly, sorry, um, for this year. We're going to give ourselves a little bit of a breather, so give you some time in between shows. And we might throw in a couple of, like, sneaky bits and pieces for you as well. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Marco. Yes, sir. Until next time, which yes. actually, let's give the lesson, because we're going to go fortnight, like, what are we going to do next week, uh, next fortnight? Uh, brain damage. Brain damage. Fr- uh, Frank Hennon Lotter's uh, 1988, I'm going to say, uh, Exploitation Disaster Police, the director of Basket Case, with this was his follow-up film. We're going to go at depth, in length, times <laughs> oh dear. about uh, getting late. brain damage. So uh, tune in for that one in a fortnight's time. Awesome. Uh, till next time, Marco Mark. Yes, sir, yes. Is there anything else you'd like to add? It's good night for me. And it's good night from him. <laughs> Before you say another word, it's over! Like this. Give me the best.